Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and happy Mock Draft Monday to you. Yes, we're doing another Mock Draft Monday as we inch oh so close to the NFL draft. About, we're still about a month over a month away, but hey, listen, we've been having a great time doing these Mock Draft Mondays. Last week, we did a Who Would You Rather? And we're going to do one segment of today's show on a Who Would You Rather. Some of you guys and gals submitted some proposals, uh, some choices, if you will, for me to choose from. But actually, we're going to do something a little different from last week in that I have a special guest on the program with me who's going to help make some of these picks. And then he's going to run through and do a three-round Giants mock draft with me. He's a guy who knows his stuff. You've probably heard of him. He's one of the co-hosts of Talking Giants podcast for John Boy Media, Mr. Bobby Skinner. Bobby, thanks so much for joining the program. Patty, I'm I'm glad to finally get on. I'm excited. Um, You know, I was telling you before the show that uh, I'm always looking for an excuse to do a mock draft without people telling me I'm overdoing it. So I'm I'm excited to jump on for uh, Mock Draft Monday. All right. Awesome. All right, Bobby. So we are going to kick it off with the game. Who would you rather? And again, these are scenarios that were proposed by two of our listeners here at the Lachlan Giants podcast. And basically it's, if you had to choose between player A or player B, who would you choose and why? So Bobby, if you are ready, I'm going to put you on the spot and get your take, and then uh, I'll chime in as necessary. So here we go. This one submitted by Jeff J., who wants to know, who would you rather, Gregory Rousseau or Quiddy Pay? Oh, man. A-, a lot of people don't like Rousseau, and I get it because he like he got a lot of his production from like inside, and, and it wasn't like – it didn't look as good as the numbers say. But Quiddy Pay is kind of like the opposite. Um. I I am I uh, I'm not a fan like a super fan of either where it's like get me those guys but out of the two I am going Rousseau the size I I think you can you can work with him uh, especially for the New York Giants who have a defensive coordinator a D line coach who seem to get the best out of these guys um, so I'm going Rousseau over Pay um, I'm not in love with either but I think Rousseau has the higher ceiling so I'll, um, I I would go Rousseau over Pay. You know that one was a tough one for me because, quite honestly, I don't know if I'd want to. <laughs> I'd want either one in that spot. I mean, unless you you can t- sit there and tell me that one of those guys is going to give you at least five sacks. I don't know, man. I think at, at number eleven, that might be a bit of a reach for me. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Rousseau uh, he opted out this year, so we don't know what kind of shape or where he's at in his development and training. Quiddy Pay, if I'm not mistaken, he had some injuries issues. Did, aren't I right? Um, I'm not honest. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I, I do know Rousseau opted out and he was the one I was the most disappointed. He opted out. Obviously, you know, everyone had the reason, so I'm not criticizing that, but I was just so looking forward to seeing how he built on 2019 
and like you know ha- if he could get more production out on the outside where you know all the teams where everyone's drafting him to play um so yeah like i said i do think both are a reach it stinks because the giants do have a need at that edge position but i guess they'll um they'll try to try if they're going to look at it to the draft i think they should do later later in the draft whether it's you know like a third round rashad weaver but i also get like giants fans are probably a little annoyed at trying to fill that role in the third round because that's how they've gotten lorenzo carter and O'Shane Zimenez, who for different reasons haven't like lived up to their their draft spot quite yet yeah you know i i just i just feel that that's a reach right there and you know let me ask you something bobby if i'm not mistaken you played college ball right or, or high school ball yeah One of college, those, right? ball. college ball so you would probably be able to answer this when a player takes off a year or any, any part of a year, be it due to injury or whatever. I mean, how much does one's conditioning suffer? Do you think I, the conditioning isn't what worries me. Um, but the best way to get better at football is playing football. You know, I, I remember in the off season, there'd be things I, t- I would work on and then you'd get back and you'd be better at, but you would always see like the most improvement from anybody in season. Cause you're playing against people and not against air and you got full pads on. Um, and, and you're getting experience. So um, it's just – it's not that – like like it's, like I said with Rousseau, like it's – um he was a guy that I wanted to see that next uh, step out of. Where got, like if you're looking at Micah Parsons from Penn State, I already view him as like – like he's he's good. He was good already where Rousseau was like I wanted to see so much more and we didn't get to see that. So um, so I don't, I don't think it hurts their conditioning. I just think it hurts their in-game like skills. Yeah, the continuity, the continuity and just building on what you learn in this, you know, I, I, I mean, I got to think that there's somewhat of a, of a setback, but, you know, I guess with proper training and practice and whatnot, you can overcome it. But all right, let's go to the next. Who would you rather? This one comes from Renato P down in Brazil. We know Renato. I love Renato. Yeah, I love Renato, too. He's a regular participant and contributor to this program. So I appreciate you, Renato. We're sending a shout out to you. All right. So Renato wants to know, Devonta Smith or Micah Parsons? Oh, man. That is a very tough one. Um, The Giants have such a huge need at wide receiver. Um. If the Giants go out and get one of those top receivers, like a Corey Davis, I, I think I would go Micah Parsons, but I just feel like he wouldn't live up to his full potential next to Blake Martinez, not because like he would thrive, I think, but Blake Martinez does a lot of the things that Micah Parsons does so well already, and he would be in a different role. Um, but Devontae Smith, like he's, he's real deal too. For the Giants, I will say Devontae Smith, but overall, like, big board player, I would go Micah Parsons. But for the Giants, I'm going Devontae Smith. They need a wide receiver desperately. Um, and I think Devontae Smith would be a good pick. Although, if you're asking me Jalen Waddle or Michael Parsons, I would go Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, we talk about receivers, Bobby, and, you know, there's a lot of slot receivers, a lot of smallish receivers in this draft. And then you've got a few, I think, probably not as many, but, you know, a few legitimate ex-candidates and whatnot. And I'm just just wondering, if do you have a particular favorite for the Giants if one should fall down to 11? Jalen I don't think Jamar Chase would fall, but I think Jamar Chase is like the best non-QB in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if he were to fall, but out of, you know, the people that 
the two guys that people think might fall are, you know, Waddle, um, Devontae Smith, and people have even talked about Bateman and other guys. Waddle's my favorite. I mean, you look at when they were on the field together, Waddle and Smith, Waddle was getting the big plays, and that's what the Giants so desperately need are those big plays. And I just think he's a more complete wide receiver. Um, but you're really – like, I wouldn't be mad at either, though. Um, so I, I do go Jalen Waddle because I just think he does more outstanding stuff than Devontae Smith does, even though that sounds crazy when Devontae Smith just won the freaking Heisman. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and uh, I, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised that they punt on a, on a uh, receiver in the first round, maybe look to the second round where maybe there's a little bit better value. I'm tempted to that debt too because there's so many guys I like in the second round. Like that could be in the second round. Like Deami Brown from UNC. I love Deami Brown. I think he's going to be a steal. Whether it's you know um, what's the uh, the guy out of uh, Purdue Rondé Rondale Moore. There's so many guys that could be there. Um, Terrence so yeah, Marshall. Yeah. Oh, Terrence Marshall. He's someone I actually need to watch. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of guys in the second round that where I I almost. I still think if Waddle's there, I would go there, but I almost subscribe to like take somebody else and get your wide receiver in the second round, especially if they add one in free agency. Yeah, and you know what, Bobby? I'll tell you what. With the value that's shaping up in the second round, if the Giants are going to trade down, this would be the year to do it. I know I said that last year, but this year more particularly, I would say if, if you're not going to get one of those those big three, you know, like a Kyle Pitts or you know a Jamar Chase – trade down man i mean they only have what six draft picks they need a, they need a, you know quite a bit more and that's how you build up this team and if you can get a receiver in the second round if you can pick up a low cost free agent to be an edge rusher you know given what patrick graham was able to do with the with basically no stud edge rusher i mean why wouldn't you want to do it yeah, I would love to too. It's just there's always it's so it's hard to find that partner when you're picking at eleven compared to like like twenty eighteen. I, I think they should have traded down. Um and then last year I would have loved to because I you know I liked all four of the tackles. Um but it's just so hard to find a partner and it's it's almost always for you know a QB needy team. Or you could do something like the Bucks did last year where they you know they traded back one spot and they gained like a six extra six round pick out of it. Or the 49ers may have done that. I what, they traded with each other. So I would love that. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I would love it too. But, you know, and the Jake Giants. Gilman's never traded down, which is a Yeah, I know. I was going to say, they, but, hey, listen, there's always a first time for everything, right? So anyway, Bobby, we have now set up the stage for the mock draft. So, folks, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I have on my screen, and you won't be able to see this, unfortunately, but Bobby will be able to see it. I have the start of a mock draft simulator. Bobby is going to make a three-round Giants mock draft, and we're going to kind of see what his thinking is, just to kind of give you a different perspective, because by now I think a lot of you know, in having listened to me, what my perspective is. So I want to bring in different opinions on these mock drafts. So, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Hey, welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants. Segment 2, Patricia Trana here with special guest Bobby Skinner. He is one of the co-hosts of the Talking Giants podcast by John Boy Media. And before we put Bobby on the GM seat and have a little fun and see what he's thinking as far as the Giants mock draft goes, we want you to know we're covering everything you need to know about the New York Giants, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so now we are going to have a little fun. We are going to do an actual three-round mock draft. And the reason, again, why we're only doing three rounds is because the draft order is not yet set. The NFL has not announced comp picks. So, you know, I don't want to go through a seventh-round, you know, a seventh-round mock draft and then find out that, you know, a pick that we thought we had at a certain number is dropped by two, three, or ten spots. So we'll go with three rounds. Bobby's going to make his pick. Now, I've already went with um, – I've already started the simulator. We're using the uh, Draft Network's Mock Draft Simulator. We're using their big board. And uh, so far, just to kind of give everybody a summary of where we stand, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Panay Sewell, Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain, Kyle Pitts, Trey Lance, and J.C. Horn all off the board. Bobby, you were on the clock. Who are you going with? Okay, so we talked about taking a wide receiver in the second round, and the the four people that are looking me in the face are Micah Parsons, Devontae Smith, Rayshon Slater, and Jalen Waddle. So I am very tempted to take Slater and be like, we're going to get wide receiver in the second round. But I think with the addition of Pat Flaherty, I do think they're going to have a little bit of faith with Matt Parrott and try and bring in some competition, whether that's a Fleming type or whatnot. And I just think Jalen Waddle's the best player here. Jalen Waddle, to me, is the best player, so I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. He is that deep ball threat. You know, Daniel Jones had the highest passer rating in the NFL on deep passes in 2020. He's a he's a touch thrower, um, and I think Jalen Waddle would be a great fit for him. So... I am going Jalen Waddle, but I was very tempted to try and sure up the tackle spots with him and Thomas, and then go wide receiver round two. But I, I, I ended up I'm going to go with Waddle. I would agree with you there. I mean, Micah Parsons also was on the board. We talked a little bit about him, but again, at number eleven, might be a bit of a reach unless you know for certain or you feel confident, I should say, because nobody really knows for certain that he's going to give you you know, a full, uh, at least five sacks to really kind of make it worth it. 
But uh, Jalen Waddle, you know, it's interesting, Bobby. We over at Giants Country, um, we're having Jim Mora Jr., who used to be an NFL and college head coach. Yeah, he has been uh, meeting with all the the publishers over there, and and offering his take on various topics that we bring up. And he had some things to say about Alabama players. Spoke very highly of them. And then also you have the Joe Judge connection in Alabama. You know, with Alabama, and you know, Judge just seems to like those players that come from that tree and i'm just wondering from your perspective what is it about the alabama players to just make them so pro ready what do you see in 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 you know the way saban and runs his program and gets them ready well he just recruits the best players <laughs> is is the is the easy answer for me um but saban's real deal i mean everyone knows how great of a coach he is what he like preaches and and how he recruits those players and you know i've, I've listened to a i've listened to saban on a call with a, a recruit and his recruiting pitchers, like you're going to go to the NFL here. Like stop talking, like worrying about playing your sophomore year, worry about going to the NFL and that's what we're going to do for you. So those guys who have those true NFL aspirations and he puts good coaches around him, you know, like, you know, Jedrick Wills was a very well coached player uh, last season. You know, I thought he was the most pro ready, technically sound out of, out of the tackles last year, even though I did like Thomas better. So he just, gets good coaches around him and he's at a point now where yeah some of his coaches leave for other jobs but everybody wants to go coach for coach Saban so it's just like the best of of every single world there is at that point indeed and you know Joe Judge just picking up a lot of those characteristics and also from Belichick as well so uh wouldn't be surprised if in the Giants draft class there's a a player from Bama in in, in that mix all right Bobby round 2 so I've run the simulator and uh, I won't go through all the names here, but some of the names to come off the board in round two include uh, Pat Firemouth. That one hurt because t- that's who I was hoping that, for. Yeah, you know what? I, I like him too. That hurt as well. Uh, Kadarius Tony came off the board. Let's see. Jason Owa, edge player, running back Javonta Williams, receiver Elijah Moore, Greg Newsom, cornerback, Aaron Robinson, cornerback from UCF, Joseph Asai, edge rusher, and Liam Eckenberg, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. So on the board, some of the names include Richie Grant, safety from Central Florida. We have safety, TCU safety, Trevon um, Morig, I think is how you say it, offensive tackle, Dylan Raduns from North Dakota State, Eric Stotes, a cornerback from Georgia, Alex Leatherwood, Alabama offensive tackle. We talked about Alabama and a whole bunch of other guys. So who are you liking, Bobby? Okay, so everyone knows I love is, is Chaz Surratt, I believe, is still on the board, correct? The linebacker from UNC. Uh l- let me guess. I think so. Let me see. It's uh you could do uh you could you yeah, could put the position button in linebacker. We'll Chad. Up. Chaz. Oh Chaz, I'm sorry. C H A Z Z. Yep, there he is. Now the way draft network goes, I could see him falling to our third round spot. And I'm so tempted, but the Giants inside linebacker number two isn't a huge need. So I love Chaz Surratt. I would celebrate picking him. I think he's the real deal, but it's just not that big of a need. And we talked about offensive tackle in the first round. I like Alex Leatherwood from Georgia. The the you know he was the left tackle for them. Um, you slide him over the right tackle, and I know I'm going Alabama back to back. You would think I have some like SEC bias or something. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to go Alex Leatherwood. I, I really like him. He's so technically sound. He obviously is skilled enough to play at Alabama. Um, 
you can, t- you know, I was talking about Jedrick Wills coaching. You can tell those two guys are coached by the same players with their technique. Now, I think Wills is, is a, you know, a good amount better than Leatherwood. But I'm going Alex Leatherwood. I know they have Matt Parrott and want to develop him. But Matt Parrott hasn't shown enough to stop me from getting a guy I like. So I am going to go Alex Leatherwood in the second round um, because it, it was really between him and Chas Surratt, and there's just – there's not a, a ton of guys I want on the board at positions of need. Um, and we just went wide receiver first round, so I couldn't double down on wide receiver. Very interesting pick there, Bobby. I mean, you don't think that the Giants might bring in an, a veteran or maybe even retain Nate Solder as, as a possibility for that right tackle spot? Um, I hope they don't do Nate Solder. Um, but there could be a veteran that comes in there. I just think we're in year three of Daniel Jones, and we want to protect Daniel Jones. And I think Alex Leatherwood is better than Matt Parrott. And um, like I said, I like Matt Parrott. You know, I think he has that room to grow. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's year three of Daniel Jones. And I think we need to do everything we can to see who he is and, and give him an opportunity to be the guy. Um, and I just, I, I went, I think I have Chasserat ranked higher, but uh, I, I think Alex Leatherwood was the best out of the players on the board for me. And I, so I don't always go BPA in the first three rounds, but I, I like, I like Alex. And you know what? I agree with your, your logic here because I agree that, that uh, a second inside linebacker is not as high of a, a priority because the Giants, I think, last year were in nickel and dime sub-packages a lot more than they were in their base. So I, I totally agree on, you know, look, if, if they you can find somebody later on in the draft maybe, but, you know, who knows? Maybe Tate Crowder is your answer there. You don't have to right. look any further than him. Um, you also have uh, Carter Coughlin who can play inside and outside. So, you know, they, they just, they went crazy on drafting linebackers last year. So, uh, you know, while we're on that topic, I mean, who are you looking for to really make that big step out of those young linebackers that they took? Well, Tate Crowder, which is crazy. He was the fifth, you know, they, you know, they took Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, TJ Brunson, and Tate Crowder. And I remember going after the draft and I was like, Tate Crowder is my favorite out of all these guys. Like I, I like Tate Crowder the most out of all of them. So I do think Tay Crowder is going to be that guy. Um, it's also not the most important position in, uh, in Patrick Graham's defense because you have Blake Martinez because you have the defense alignment in front of, uh, of them. And they have safeties they like in McKinney, you know, Peppers, Logan Ryan. So they're doing a lot of three safety sets. But out of those guys, I think I see Tay Crowder as the one. Carter Coughlin has some real pass rush ability. Um, will, it, you know, will it translate to where he can do it every game? I'm not sure. Um, TJ Brunson, I'm not a fan of at all. And Cam Brown, he, I, I always viewed Cam Brown as more of a project. So he would have to take a big jump for me uh, out of those four. Indeed. I, I think I agree with you spot on. I mean, I think I see the safeties really playing a lot more of a, uh, of a role here um, than, you know, people maybe are giving them a little credit for, especially with a fully healthy Xavier McKinney anticipated in playing his, his, uh, the entire year, you know, it's a shame last year that he lost as many games as he did, but when he came back, you know, he was certainly very impressive. So Bobby, let's take our final break. When we come back round three, then we'll have some final thoughts on this mock draft. Hey, giant fans. If you haven't tried the all new built bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut free varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. 
And can I take a moment to tell you about their new coconut brownie chunk bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite of Bilt Bar's selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar, except you're not. You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants. And uh, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson could be on the move this offseason. So tune in to Locked on Seahawks and Locked on Texans to hear what our local experts are willing to trade for the star quarterbacks. Listen to Locked on Seahawks and Locked on Texans on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Patricia Trana, and we are here on a Mock Draft Monday, and we're doing something a little different. We have Bobby Skinner, who is the co-host of the Talking Giants podcast, which you can find, I believe, on Apple, uh, wherever podcasts are offered. Um, it's off- It's backed by John Boy Media, and Bobby, for those who don't know, he does a really good job breaking down various film clips he specializes i believe in offensive line because I, I believe he played offensive line but he, he can do it all bobby does a really really good job and uh he's going through a mock draft right now we're doing a three-round mock draft and bobby's made a couple of interesting picks and uh we'll, we'll recap that after he makes his final pick here on the third round so we are on the third round of three for this three-round mock draft. And let's see, some names ha- that have come off the board. Hamza's Nasser Leiden. <laughs> Try saying that ten times fast. Florida yeah. State. Um, let's see, Dwayne Eskridge. Yep. Dwayne Eskridge, I like him. He was good at the Senior Bowl. Chaz Surratt got taken off, my yep. guy. Yeah, Revan your guy. Jordan just- tied in from Miami. There, there's, yep. so, so there's some good players that just went off the board. Carlos Basham from Wake Forest went off the edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, Melon Fonuwu from Syracuse, the cornerback. But there looks like there's still a few good guys left on the board. We have, let's see, some names on here include uh, Amari Rogers, Clemson receiver, Deo Odeangbu, Vanderbilt Edge, Josh Myers, interior offensive line, Ohio State, Am. Amonra, St. Brown, receiver USC, a whole bunch of other Quincy Roche down there in Miami. Who are you liking? So I see Deami Brown down there. Um, could you click on the edge position so I can see what we've got from there? I do okay, like Quin- sure. Quincy Roche. Let me see um, what we got here. Where it says POS. You could just where click on that and it'll oh, show. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, you want edge, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we got... Quincy Roche, who I like a lot. Um, Rashad Weaver's there. Dalen Hayes. But because I know we're not going to do the fourth round, but because I see three guys that I would be willing to take there and Dalen Hayes, Rashad Weaver, and Quincy Roche, I am going to pass on edge. Um, If I didn't think I could get one of those guys in the next round, I probably wouldn't. And this is a luxury pick because we did it in the first round. I'm sure the Giants will probably add somebody in free agency. But Deami Brown, the wide receiver out of UNC, 
to me is going to be the steel wide receiver of the draft. I think people okay. are going to look back at this draft and say, how did we not have this guy in the first round? He averages like 21 yards per catch, and he's pretty like he runs a good route tree. He's a big play machine, um, and I love everything about him. I think he's a first-round talent. I think he's being slept on. Um, so I know this is a luxury pick, but I do think as you get later in the round in the draft, you pick player more than you pick position. Um so I'm getting greedy. I know the people who want to work on the defense are, you know, pulling their hair out out right now, but I am going Deami Brown, wide receiver from UNC. All right. Let's go ahead and make that pick then. Let's see. Deami Brown, North Carolina. Okay, got it. All right. Interesting pick. So two receivers uh in, in this draft. I mean, look, I, I, as far as I'm concerned. The receivers need a makeover. I think we can all agree on that. You know, Golden Tate is no longer with the team. Um, I don't know if if you can call uh, Darius Slayton a number one receiver. I know he's flashed a little bit, but I don't know if he's a true number one. The Giants just don't have that big body guy that can scare people. Yeah, and Jalen Waddle's definitely a deep threat, but like you said, he's not th- he's not that big body guy. Deami Brown is that. I mean, he's not huge, but he's got good size. Um, I think he he's, he goes up and gets the ball. He's going to stack or you know get in front of DBs. Um, he's just a big play machine. And, and you know, you watch UNC's offense, and they have two really good running backs who gets you excited. Their QB is good. You got Daz Newsom who gets you excited. But Deami Brown was the guy for me on that offense. Um, and I, I, like I said, I just think he's going to be a steal. So. Yeah, do the Giants need some help at edge? Do they need some help at other positions? Yeah. But if I think this guy is worthy of being a late first-round pick and I passed on him to try and reach at edge, I would feel bad. So I'm going Deami. All right. Interesting. So to recap your three picks, number 11, you went with receiver Jalen Waddell of Alabama at number 42 overall, offensive tackle Alabama, Alex Leatherwood. And 76 overall wide receiver of North Carolina, Deami Brown. Not a bad haul. I mean, the offense needs some 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 firepower. I'm looking back with a little regret of passing on Chasserat in round two. Um, because it, it because when you draft Alex Leatherwood, you essentially are moving on from Matt Parrott, which I don't want to do. But my my saying for that has been is Matt Parrott didn't show enough for me to pass on somebody on round one or round two. Round three, I get it. I'm not taking an offensive tackle. I'd rather give Matt Parrott that shot. But round one, round two, Parrott didn't show enough for me to just be like, nope, I don't. I already have this field in Parrott. Yeah, but you know what? It's, what's interesting, Bobby, and, and I wonder how much of this is going to play into to the Giants' thinking. They had two offensive line coaches last year. They just hired a new guy in Rob Sale. They brought back Pat Flaherty. I just wonder how much of that factored into maybe stunting Matt Peart's growth because, you know, he didn't have that consistent voice in his ear, if you will. And the same thing you could probably, you, you can probably make the same case for, for, you know, the other guys, you know, especially um, Andrew Thomas. Andrew, I feel great about because he played really well in the second half of last season. And, you know, I did, I would do a video every week breaking down Thomas, Wills and Becton. Um, and then at the, by the time the end of the year, I, I am firmly Thomas better than Wills. Um, I mean, him and Beckton are pretty close, although Beckton's first half of the season was probably better than his second half. Um, so I feel like I'm, I have no, 
like w- like worries of Thomas in year two. Doesn't mean we will be perfect, but I'm not worried about him. Um, it's like I said, I I think Parrot can be the guy, but you know I, I don't want to fall into the trap which I've done so many times where it's you like a guy and you're expecting this big leap and when it comes to it, it doesn't happen. So it's you, it's just a lot of faith for me on the outside looking in, and this is that's a situation where. You know, it's it. If I was in the room and I and I really believed in him, it'd be different. But from the outside looking in, it just hasn't shown enough to where I feel uh, totally comfortable with him. That's certainly fair enough. And you know what? While we're on the topic of offensive line, I've got to ask you, left guard. What do you do if you're the Giants? Do you go with Hernandez or Lemieux, or do you maybe flip one of them over to right guard and get rid of Zeitler? Moving on from Zeitler is so tempting because it is a lot of money. You know, it's $14 million. Um, but you're making your offensive line worse when you move on from Zeitler, even though his he didn't have a great year. You know, like I thought Nick Gates was the best player on the offensive line this past season. Zeitler had struggles. A little bit of that was Cam Fleming, you know, because Cam Fleming would set him up for failure at times. Um, but Will Hernandez, to me, was so clearly better than Shane Lemieux. Like I think they're closer in the run game, but in the pass game, Will Hernandez was so clearly better to where I just I, I I was perplexed at the fact that they just weren't playing Will Hernandez besides, you know, a series or two at the end of the year. So Will Hernandez would be my starting left guard for uh week one. And then possibly if you, you you bring you 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 take Shane and put him on the other side and hope for some growth in the pass game, which is you know reasonable to to expect. Um but you're you're playing a dangerous game if you move on from Zeitler, even though it could make sense. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I went back and forth on that. I like Zeitler. I think they're pro- he was probably one of their most consistent offensive linemen, yes. along with Gates. But you know, if you're going to move off of the guy, this would be the year to do it. Otherwise, if you extend him and and you you know you, you extend out the, the the dead money and kick the can down the road. You you know I I I just wouldn't do it. I mean I'd be reluctant to do it, not knowing what the salary cap is going to be, not just this year but next year as well. So who knows, man? But anyway, Bobby, great Hopefully job. They on don't this. Ma- well, well, sorry to interrupt. Ahead, Hopefully no, they don't ahead. make that decision by time this comes out because I've been making free agent videos and I'm always like uh, they're probably going to end up getting this guy cut and this guy cut. So. Hopefully they don't make a decision and make us look silly talking about it when this comes out. Oh, it always it never fails. You know it's going to happen. I mean, it always does. Oh. It's like it's like I'll finish writing something and 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 you know say okay it's done and I'll ed- have it edited and now all of a sudden I've got to change everything. So it never fails. But anyway, Bobby, this was great. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for taking the opportunity to come on with me before we sign off. Just again, let everybody know about your podcast and what else you got coming down the pipe. Yeah. Thanks again, Patty. I'm glad to get on the podcast. It's it's we're going twice a week in the off season. You know, we just had Rich Soybert on the show on Tuesday and then Darnay Holmes on uh, yesterday. So we did a couple of interviews, but the next month and a half is basically we are grinding out, going through the free agents. Um, and then draft month, we do, we do a position every episode leading up to the draft. And then we cover, you know, every round of the draft. So we, uh, this is, this is, we're coming up on a, a huge two months for us. So I'm excited. Um, so we have the podcast, YouTube videos, and then obviously all our social medias too. All right, folks, make sure you check out Bobby and Justin. Justin's his co-host, Talking Giants, John Boy Media. 
And folks, tomorrow, instead of having uh, Twitter Tuesday, we're going to kind of put that on pause for this week because I was able to get hold of Emery Hunt, who we haven't had on the show in, in quite some time. And Emery just completed all his uh, film evaluations and scouting reports, put together a tremendous draft guide. And I want to have him come on the program uh, with me tomorrow. And I've, in fact, ta- I've taped the interview with him. So he's going to come on and we're going to talk draft prospects. We're also going to talk about, you know, giant needs and just kind of rehash or I, sh- I should say hash out some of these questions about exactly where Daniel Jones improved and just other little things. So Twitter Tuesday won't be this week. We will resume it next week um, so that I can run the interview with Emery Hunt. And then just real quick for the rest of the week, on Wednesday, we'll do a wrap up of what Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge had to say Tuesday. Thursday, we'll do a combo. We'll do um, a throwback Thursday. And also Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge are expected to speak to the national media on Wednesday. So the two of them are actually talking on two separate days, but the New York Giant Media is going to be available to listen in. So uh, we'll make sure we cover both days that they're both speaking. And then, of course, on Friday, we will have our Fan Appreciation Friday. So that's the, the lineup right now planned for the rest of the week. Now, news breaks, as I expected to. We will uh, adjust accordingly, but that's what you can expect the rest of the week. So for Bobby Skinner, I am Patricia Trainer. Thank you so much for tuning in, Giant Fan. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.